This is Vixen John, creator of Minute Made New York, and you're listening to Minutes Heard. On today's episode of Minutes Heard, you'll be hearing a conversation from Lachea Diaz, a clothing designer and owner of House of Shea, a fashion apparel brand. I was introduced to Shea through a mutual friend and I had the pleasure of capturing her at different events, being honored and recognized for her efforts in her business and in fashion. We sit down and discuss how she started her brand, how her customers are affected by her clothing and design, as well as how fashion in general affects our culture today. So sit back and take a listen to this amazing conversation. When was the last time you were interviewed? Um, wow. It's been about three, four years. Three, four years? Since you had like a spoken since I've spoke. <laughs> no, you've spoken before. Come on now, son. Don't do that. Um, no. I've done like guest speaking at seminars and like empowerment events, but as far as an interview, yeah, it's been a while. Well, this is not really an interview. It's just more of a conversation. I mean, so you ain't got to be, like, nervous or anything. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, you you know the series, like, Minute Maid New York. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so it talks about people's, like, motivations and what, like, drives them to keep going and all that stuff. So, um, you know, okay, so we met we met through our mutual friend, Naima Simone, who's actually another person in the series itself. Um, so that was kind of dope. So how, so when did you, so when, oh, let me see. Uh, let's, let's start with how you kind of got started. Oh, wow. That's such a broad question. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah. It's six, seven years I've been doing this. And what is this? Six years. Six, seven years you've been. You know, I don't like to count six, seven years I've been doing what I'm doing now because I really haven't been doing what I'm doing now six years ago. Meaning, I would say, the skill mm-hmm. <laughs> and the knowledge I have is not the same knowledge I had all throughout those years. So I would, personally, to me, I don't feel like I was where I wanted to be then. It was trial and error and just trying. And, you know, I've been at this journey, I would say, for about six, seven years. But I would say I've just, about a year ago, really started living my life, making my own decisions and really just, like, handling business from the things I've experienced and things I've learned and, you know, just teaching myself and continuously always pouring into my own cup and gaining the knowledge from others and just, you know, researching and getting information. So I feel like I'm at my best. Like, now I'm running a business. Right, right. <laughs> Before, it was the virus mode for me. Um, I was surviving. <laughs> I wouldn't really say the business started then, you know? Right. But um, when I birthed House of Shade, that is when I started a business. Like, I started running a business, which was... 2017, December 4th. Yeah, that was the birthday of House of Shea. Okay, December 4th. Yeah, that's Hove's, Hove's little B-Day there. Oh, that's crazy, it is. <laughs> you didn't know that till just now? Wow, I did not. You being a Brooklyn girl, you didn't know that? Son? That is crazy. That's wild. Wow, right? <laughs> Brooklyn, see, I always write Brooklyn, though. I always write, see, that was, see how that just coordinated like that? It's because I'm, I'm right. just so You did Brooklyn. that, you did that intentionally, obviously. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> that was in plan. <laughs> no, but, um, so I met you, what, in 2018? It feels like 2018, or was it last year, 2019? I think it was 2018. No, well, but like formally, really a relationship. Yes, last year, right, right, right. But we met yeah. in 2018. And at that point, you were still kind of. I was still transitioning 
at 2019. I think 2019, as a brand, as a business, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I needed. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh my God, this guy's dope. <laughs> um, after, you know, so many different videographers and, vid- you know, different people who do video, um, I, I don't actually know how to capture the essence of certain things that I was looking for mm-hmm. um, at the time. And even just now, period. I don't like music video looking content. I don't like stuff that just looks like it's just visuals. There's no actual story behind it, and um, you can't feel the emotion behind it. I noticed that off the rip when I first saw this. I think um, Naima. Oh yes, yes. When she did her, her video, I love the progress and how it went from showing the progression of you know I'm starting out. This is what I did, and then going into like her journey, and then you know the end result and her sharing. I thought that was so cool, and I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. I need somebody who can capture the feeling, the emotion of everything. So I can, I want people to feel when they see my recordings. Like you, it makes you feel the way you have an emotion towards it. Like it's not just, just different stuff being thrown together. Right. And a bunch of like razzle dazzle and some diamonds <laughs> and smoke and boom, here you go. Magic y'all. Yes. Like right. I've never been that type of person that likes to yes down. Um, like low quality. I feel like gotcha. I like things that are thought out. I like things where there is precision, precision, detail. Like I'm that girl, so uh, <laughs> details matter to me. Yeah, and uh, it could be you could have a whole lot of things going on, and it be a whole lot of nothing. And I just want to put out content that's of importance, like that has a purpose. So I don't, I don't like purposeful stuff. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I'm a woman of purpose. Uh, I like to make clothes for women of purpose. I like everything. What I mean by that is like, I don't like to create as a creative and there's no purpose behind this. Like every, I think every creative has a sense of purpose or a need or what you were trying to get through or what you want to get out to people. And I just feel like, you know, it's not about just making dresses and oh, boom, look, I put some diamonds and some fabric and boom, here you, here you go. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I want to make sure that my audience can feel me like they've walked through they've traveled with me where they feel like wow she went from here i remember when she didn't have this i remember when she was in here i remember when she started making dresses in her house i remember when she did i I want them to go through every stage with me so it's no cut corners i didn't give you just whoo voila boom i have a storefront (laughs) i'm this big you know fashion nista and i'm this big fashion designer and artist and Everyone is just talking about me, and it just was. I'm just beautiful. I'm perfect. My makeup is always up. My hair is always in place. Like that's not what I want to sell people because Flex. it's not realistic. You know, mm-hmm. no shots to anyone else, but it's unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I want people to understand that it it doesn't just happen overnight like that. I don't know what that person is telling you or what these people are showing you, but in real life, if you want something of substance, of purpose. You have to put the work in. There's no way around it. Now, there are some lucky people out there who, you know, they have connections or people they know and they're able to just be plugged by association. And that's cool and all, but it still doesn't feel the same like something that was built from from ground up. Like everybody put a brick and the wall is now the the wall of China. You understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, whoa, that is monumental and it's so big and it's legendary because of it took a lot of freaking work. Like right. 
people died behind that wall. You understand? <laughs> I heard it was people in the wall. And that's the type of way I want to build my business where it's blood, sweat, and tears. The days where, you know, in, in 15, in 10 hours, there's a celebrity that wants something made immediately. It's just like, uh, so many other people, they know, oh my God, no, but I need this content. I need this for my brand. I got to make these accomplishments. Oh, well, you only have six hours. Can you get it to us? Oh my God. <laughs> like that, when your heart is pumping and you sewing and you missing this, you don't even know if, you know, is this going to work? My machine broke. Like all type of things happen. And I just feel like though that's what I want people to see. Like, what are you going to do when your back is against the wall or is pressure, pressure? And for me, when I started out, I didn't have anyone at first, like. It was just me lugging 15 bags from the city, walking from the train station because a cab wasn't an option. I did not have my license, but even if I had a license, I didn't have money to afford a car at that time. I was on my own. Young adult coming up, you in your 20s. Um, I just, for me, it was just like, I can't, I got to find a better way. But like I told you, I was in survivor's mode. So I think everybody who starts out from a business, it's, it's not something they could go to a woman's seminar. It's not something you could just go to a woman empowerment event and just learn. I always tell people that you have to just go through it and you can't be scared. I feel like the women empowerment events that they have and all these things are just to help give you um, comfort. Like a boost. It's like a uh, yeah, boost. boost and comfort to know, hey, you're not alone. We're right. people like you. We all go through this, it's normal. Mm-hmm. That's all you're going there for confirmation to know, oh, okay, I'm not the only one going through this. It's about six, ten of us. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But right. in actuality, those people up there, whoever, with the way they did it and what they did, it can help here and there telling you my vendor I went to or telling you who I went to to get, you know, but in actuality, that footwork, everyone's footwork is different. Everyone's journey is different. So I could still give you the whole paperwork of everything I went through and say, hey, Here's the, here's the key. This is what I did. These are all the steps I took. But if you make those same steps I made, it might not work for you. Right. So it's like finding out who you are along the, the world in the way, you know, and kind of capitalizing off of that and just not rushing the process and just respecting the game because it's a long game. Right. <laughs> it's a long game to success. <laughs> well, let's let, speaking of game, so you gave me a lot just now, which is great. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry, but let's sorry. let's let's rewind it back to the beginning, because I want because when I met you, obviously you know you just kind of went off of like my work and stuff like that. But I didn't really get a, and you know you're really good at like telling everyone your story. You know what I'm saying? And I think this is one of the reasons why I went to profile you because you have a great story. And on top of that, you're a great person. And mm-hmm. me following you for the past couple of months or whatever the case would be, I've gotten to learn who you are through your work and the people that you touch. But Let's, you know, for obviously the people who are listening who might not know you, let's rewind it back Mm -hmm. to your beginnings and just kind of like talk about, talk about the business, talk about what it is, talk about, yeah, just give us a, basically sum up what is House of Shea. House of Shea is an upscale brand, luxury. I would say because our price points are very luxurious. <laughs> but uh, House of Shea, House of Shea is a brand that's is is a lifestyle brand. Um, at the beginning, I was transitioning from custom into an actual brand. A label is a difference. With custom, like I said, that had me a lot into the survivors mode. But with House of Shea, House of Shea is like I, in comparison to what I would like to be. 
I kind of, um, some of my people who are my idols and what I was looking to do and what I grew up around was um, brands such as Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren, um, Vera Wang, and the sense of where it, it was the dresses, the, you know, the clothes that we know them for, but they also do extensions of that, which is like, you know, it's, it's the life of who would be my client. Basically expressing through like, you know, home decor, um, going into bridal, doing a bridal collection, just, you know, different spectrums. As you get older, you have different sides to you that you want to explore and that you want to get into and, you know, share with others and share with the world. And for me, I just wanted... The Shay is the acronym for she has everyone's attention. I did not know that. <laughs> That's dope. I thought it was just like you were playing off your name. Um, but you really weren't. Yeah, you really I was playing off my right, name. Right. That you, was right. Like that was right. Intended it's that, you intended that to be a Yes, thing. it was. Like you really because, I mean, yeah, Yes, you're right. Because the, the first brand was Shades of Shay, right? Everybody knew me for that. But I had to detach myself from that because people were... Like, remember, that's custom. I did custom in that brand. Um, and I now wanted to kind of stray away from people just knowing me for that. So it was like, all right, I got to stand myself and change this up a bit because I want my brand to be so much more. Shade to Shade was okay, but then it was just, I had other little, like, legal matters with that. And um, also, just with the name, I felt like it was too many shades of. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like... I was like, oh my God, Every everywhere I look, it was Shades of, and I created Shades of Shade before Fifty Shades of Grey came out, but it was like after Fifty Shades of Grey, there was even more thousands, like millions of brands that Shades of something, like Shades of, sh I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And then people were like, is it a sunglass company? I was like, you know, <laughs> I don't know about Shades of Shade. Let me just regroup and figure out what I want to do. And I said, okay, I want a lifestyle brand. I need something that's overall going to sound good. And I mean, as you call it, I, I spelled it the other way. It's not H-O-U-S-E. It's H-A-U-S. And that's German. So I um, kind of also wanted to give back that that sense of... Well, I, it was wordplay, actually, the four letters. Because the shade has four letters, so it just made sense for the logo. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I played around with the lettering and the spelling. But House of Shade is overall. Like, it would just mean the home... Well, you know, like the... Usually most fashion houses is, is like that. Like, I think... Um, uh, Louis Vuitton back in the day has had one like a house of like everyone had at some point very wing all those brands basically like the umbrella of all your other companies or where you started off from so um I wanted to go off of that Dope. as well um House of Shay I made because as you know I started my brand from my home so it was kind of like a riddle it all makes sense but it's like oh House of Shay you're coming to my house because it's a home based <laughs> business so it's personalized, but you're getting the feel of like, you know, coming to the house of Shay. So it's like, it's literal. It ended up being literal, <laughs> even though it wasn't. <laughs> girl, girl. And um, it's funny because at the beginning, I used to look at like not having a store as a downfall. Like I always felt like, oh, everyone else has one up on me. They have these stores, they have storefronts, or they do it. And, um, I remember someone telling me, she was from the industry, she said, girl, you are nothing different from the rest of those people. I don't think you should feel or lack the confidence in what you have in your brand because you don't, don't worry about what you don't have, worry about what you do have and capitalize off that. Right. So I started thinking about that, like, you know, 
maybe I shouldn't be so down on myself. She's right. Like, if I'm bringing in, and at that time, it's crazy. I'm home-based, but I was bringing in a lot of money. I remember one year, I never counted my money. I never looked at how much I made within a year. Now, one year, I think I made, like, 94000 or something like that. And I was so shocked. I was like, no, maybe I maybe I did this wrong. Like, 92000 Was this 92000 <laughs> I, I kept counting it. Right? Like, I had to count that a few times. But it was just, like you don't even realize what you're capable of until you actually do it or it's been done. Then you look back like, wow, I did that. Um, For me, I think it was like, oh, this is for real. So maybe I should just indulge and accept that. And once I accepted who I was, what I had and where I was worth, I realized, wow, with having everything that I don't have and, and these other people do have, I people still like, supported me they still backed me yeah. i still was able to pay my rent i still was able to survive i've been six years in this business doing this and it's because of my people and my community supports me and they back me i'm sorry but most of the time minority are the ones who are my consumers mm-hmm. and those girls come in and they support and they back me. they want their house to shade dry they're not playing with nobody right. <laughs> not even me so <laughs> it's like to know that you know, you know people support you and they back you with the brand it was just like you know let me capitalize on this house to shade it is what it is you know i'm not ashamed of it i'm proud of it and let me transition this energy from thinking of the negatives to positive and just change my perspective and once i've done that it's just like business was overflowing i was i was doing really well i mean i, I still am doing really well of all these years i would say of being able to do this i've had hired people i've been able to hire a team i've been freelancing hiring people so it's like it's kind of you got to work with what you have and you got to make lemonade out of what you're given right what's the saying what they say you make lemons you're giving out of me lemon. lemons and yeah, yeah. lemonade out of my lemons something like that but you gotta know how to make it but i'm just saying at that point for me i just i just said no i want to make i want to be a brand that caters to women and in every point of their life so mm-hmm. When you're 16, I grow with my clients. And this is crazy. I feel so old. Don't, I don't, is this, this is you. This is being recorded. Yes. <laughs> but um, I have some girls that come up to me and they're like, oh my God, you don't remember me? You did my 316 dress and they're pushing a stroller. She's like, yeah, I had my first baby. I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm coming to you for my second baby shower. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that much time has passed. Right. But that's dope. <laughs> but it's like amazing to see that, um, I've had such an impact in just my culture and my environment and my community for so many years. Like, I've done a lot of people's baby shower dress. Um, <laughs> probably somebody in your family hey, <laughs> that what? you don't even know. And it's such a small world. And I would say my business started off with word of mouth, and it still is to this day word of mouth. Social media helps, yes, but word of mouth it's most crazy. of my people that tell their people that tell their people. And that's because of I've always cared about my customer service. Like, the customer must always be satisfied. That's my motto. Like, no one should leave feeling like, I completely hate this, I don't like this, I want to go. And, you know, at the beginning of doing business, you know, there's certain things I didn't know that I do now know, but I care ultimately about the, the product and what the client wants, like, and understanding how to better suit people and different types of, you know, characters and different types of personalities and different you know it, it's a lot of different women right right <laughs> out here and you know you have some that are more aggressive and you have some that are more passive but you know i feel like professionalism has helped me without having less altercations 
mm-hmm. and like really not having any miscommunication because if things are a lot of you're still gonna have those one or two per year but for the most part that's still a great volume of of, of people considering that you know everything that's going on and at the moment, sorry, I think someone's calling me. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, House of Shade was a brand that I wanted to, where you felt like you could continuously always be with the brand. We didn't forget you. We don't leave you out. Right. House of Shade is a brand where if it's just 316, we experienced that. We made sure you look good. You was marvelous. You know, everyone was like, oh, my God. You went viral. Now you're worried about, oh, my God, so what am I going to do for prom? Because <laughs> that's the next thing. We have a prom right. section where we cater to prom. We do custom for prom. Um, we we do not repeat dresses. Every dress is one of a kind for that particular client. We do that because with custom, of course, you're paying your money, but it's to not look like the girl to the left or the right of you. So, with that being said, we specialize and literally have to come up with like 70 different, 80 different designs for each girl for prom season. But it's fun. It's a great experience. But we have that for that girl that's turning 18. Then, I mean, when that girl turns 21, they're always looking for me once they turn 21 because they couldn't get that in prom because I'm very strict with the dress code. <laughs> so as soon as they're able to get sexy, they're like, I'm 21 now. <laughs> Can I come get this one this year? my grown dress, please. <laughs> grown dress now. Okay? That was cute back then. But now I'm a whole woman. Exactly. Right. So I'm like, all right, all right. You 21 now. I can't say anything. But, um... They could come for that. And then also, you know, once they become a mom, they come shop with me. Um, they come shop with me for regular birthdays. I get a lot of birthdays um, for my over-the-top girls. But I'm, I've just... And then now it's going to be they could come to me for their home. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's coming soon. But I'm opening Bridal this year, uh, Bridal Collection. And as well, I will be releasing some home decor goodies. So I can't speak on everything right now. But... Right. Um, I will be introducing those things later on in life, uh, a little bit later this year. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, as we have heard, you are booked, busy, beautiful, and blessed. All the bees, <laughs> which is amazing. I mean, it's just the fact that you're able to cater to women at different stages of their life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that you're able to really just kind of add to the story of what makes women beautiful and fashion and looks and sense and confidence and all that stuff like that like you're not just making someone look good you're making them feel good it's like a it's a full circle mm-hmm. thing and i think that i don't even think you understand the impact that you have on people i think you know but it's so much deeper than just girl i look good it's crazy because um it's funny you say that people say that i'm too humble I don't know, but I just, I'm just blessed that God has given me these opportunities and I just try my best to, to use my talent and my skill to be able to exude these things and help these people in different situations they've been through. Like I've had a girl write me a letter and say she went through domestic violence uh, situation and her relationship and um, she hasn't come outside really. She's been depressed and, um, you know, contemplated a lot of different things that I would just, it's just like, it's very serious. And like to get that letter for her saying, you know, thank you so much. People complimented me so much on my dress all day. And you know, that day she just felt like Beyonce. She just felt like that star. She felt like she was special and she mattered. And she really thanked me for that because it was, I, you know, we don't look at it in everyday life that, like, we just look at it as, oh, we get dressed and we think we're cute and you mm-hmm. just go. But there are some people, like, or situations where people 
break you down or there's a lot of people who are you know go through different things and they don't have the same confidence or certain things have you know maybe made them lose their confidence and to be able to build that back up and and get them even with my snapback service oh my god i'm gonna really market that a little bit more this year because i feel like i could market that a lot better but i do it but it's not like people only know it by word of mouth um but i have a snapback service so after the pregnancy <laughs> you come back and we turn oh. your baby shower dress into something else like a freakum dress <laughs> that's dope no I never, so um that's, that's mad unique yeah, so it's like when you when you bring your baby shower dress, um, the standard range just to change it is like fifty bucks. But if you want to add diamonds and all that stuff to it, we can really transition the dress into a whole nother dress. Like that's if they need that. But I mean, for the most part, we just switch it over for like forty fifty bucks, and we just change it into something else completely different. Um, for me, I did that and I started that because I've interviewed almost every maternity client I've had. I've had over four hundred maternity clients within last year <laughs> and to me honestly it has been very um they tell me that all the things they go through through pregnancy and just carrying as a woman and it's so much that people don't understand or they don't even get have someone to really just listen mm-hmm. or talk to and i've become that person i guess so it's like i'm like a designer slash counselor slash <laughs> 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 right. no, but i mean like um you know it takes a toll on women in their bodies and you go from you was the girl around the way, you know, the right. girl next door to, oh, my God, who am I? Right, right, right. So I I kind of felt like, you know, let me do something. That's like my give back to those women who come and they spend that money with me on their baby shower dress because gowns are a little pricey. And I just felt like, hey, why don't you get two in one? If you're going to spend that much money, do not just leave that in your closet. Please bring it back so we can revamp this. And, you know, also kind of motivate them so that they could come back and show up their new body and you know their snapback after the baby because it's a process to get back to yourself mm-hmm. after having a child some people they struggle more with then you know getting rid of the weight and stuff right. like that postpartum so dis- postpartum dis- yeah depression it's, it's real like and for me i just felt like you know what this would be my little thing for them you know to give back to them because I, I can feel i don't have any children but through all of the interviews and the things right, that I've right. heard from every woman, I understand how to cater to that. And I understand what that might feel like. So if I was in that predicament, like, I would want something where, you know, it's kind of like a lift me up and, you know, get me right type of thing. So right. I provided that service for them there. But um, like I said, dresses, it's not just about making dresses. You really do. I've had people say I've changed their lives. Like, and, I, and, you know, I think so little... Not to be like little, but I guess they helped me open up my mind and see things in a different perspective as well. Because to me, it's like, oh, I love what I do. I'm super passionate because I go over the top. Like I'm, I'm very extra. I'm very involved with my designing. So to meet people that appreciate that, like they really truly appreciate that, and they call me and they tell me how everyone was loving their dress and they was the talk of the town and everybody was turning their necks to see them in the place like that literally excites me because it's like i'm just excited as they are you know what i mean because that feeling of feeling like i I like to treat my clients like they are beyonce you are the celebrity like you are and if you just believe in that one time for me you would understand your capabilities of how far you could go and where you could be in life i think we think too little of ourselves sometimes but people just don't have the belief in them but if you feel good and you're prepared and you look good then it makes you act a little different 
you feel confident. It builds confidence. It builds belief. It believes. It it builds like a whole new side of you that you don't really let come out, but it just flows because now you're spiffy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not scared. You're not shy of anything because you know Shaya came and she hooked you up. So you're good on the, so you're good on the dress and you know, you know, your hair is together, your makeup is on. Once you, you know, bring all those things together, you're feeling good. So now you feel like a million bucks once you go out there and you feel like you could do anything. I just wish that we did it a little bit more often and not just when it's our birthday. Right, right. But, yeah. yeah, you know, cause, um, I really get some stories. Oh my God, I, I could go on for days, but I just want to end it there. That one, that one particular one really did touch me cause it was early on when I first started sewing and I was just so shocked. Like, her mom even was very appreciative. They was very loving people. And she was just like, you know, thank you so much. Because um, college could be rough. Yeah. And um, she had a relationship in college and overseas. And it's so funny because after her, I've heard similar situations. I guess when you leave from your parents and home and you experience the world, sometimes the world is rough. Yeah. Life is rough. But to know that I was able to change her that day and she felt good about herself being out there and like oh yeah like i'm cute you know people checking for me <laughs> guys are probably approaching her so i was very excited to know that i could change somebody or help make them feel better about themselves and their confidence so you know i, I think that girl shout out to her <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing like so i mean the, the main thing that ties the series together is i usually like to ask the overlying question of what motivates you Oh. You know, to like get up every day and make the best of it. And I feel like you've answered it in a lot of words, but in a good way because, I mean, if anything, I could probably answer it for you. Like, you're motivated by all these women that you affect through not just your talent, but just through your, your ability to kind of transform them and transform the way they see themselves, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that is something that motivates you to keep going. Like, I mean, you have this business that's extremely established. Right, there's no stopping you. you. If anything, the the train's going faster. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I think all of the people that you have made dresses for, all the people that you have, you know, like done business with and all that stuff, those people are your motivation, right? All those people because they kind of drive you. Like you have a whole mission in life. Like this is your mission. This is not just like, all right, it's my business, my job, whatever. I'm getting money, all that stuff, and that's great. But now you have a mission, and your mission is to empower women through how they look and how they feel on the outside and inside. Correct. And do you see, I mean, and that's all anointed through God and all that stuff, but you see how, like, really, really deep that is? And I know that you say that you come off humble, but I think if anything, it's, if anything, it's beautiful, but it's also overwhelming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, like, I'm overwhelmingly grateful, like, right. in so many ways that I can never take for granted any of these women and any of these people, like, j people don't understand just simply saying where you got your dress from. Or if someone asks, oh, I love that dress, where are you going? Hey, just follow, you know, this is the girl. That, that, that touches my heart when I see, when I see clients or they come and tell me, oh, I got a referral from this person or this person told me about you. It just lets me know that, um, there's still hope and that there are good people out there. And, you know, people say, oh, you know, people don't support you where you come from. It's usually people overseas or people that don't know you. And that's true. A lot of people don't know me, but they're all from Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn, they show me love. Like, and not even just Brooklyn. I get Queens. I get Harlem. I get the Bronx. I get people from Long Island. Like, they drive. They come to me. 
they don't care where I'm at. My clients come from all types of places. I've had people come from Connecticut. People come from places. And, like, when I hear those stories or that they came all the way for me, I'm just not at that point. Well, I don't think I ever will be at that point where I feel like, oh, they're supposed to. Like, right. I'm just humbly so honored, like, I that they chose me. And to this day, I always still say, you know, thank you for choosing House of Shade. They're like, girl, please, you know who you are. And I'm like, no, girl, <laughs> thank you. Because you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. Like, okay, you, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, see, like, another whole line. Another whole line. I love a jigger line. Oh, baby. Now, now we're all brand. Now, now, now it's BK stand up. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, I really love the fact that my community, you know, loves me. And I try to give back Everywhere I can. Matter of fact, I think you were at the event. You recorded one of my first events ever. My oh, yes. winning woman the event. Winning woman. Yes, 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 yes. The winning woman event, and that was a give back. It was a free event, no charge, and I gave back in like so. We had we gave them fifty percent off lawyer fees, um, all type of stuff, right? We had yeah. the, the the other speakers there telling them how they started, how they got up, but it it was just like. And anyway, I could give back to my girls or those the younger girls who can't afford certain things or can't afford to pay for a $60, $80, or $150 ticket. I just wanted to have access to those girls that think they can't do it because I'm the same as you. I came from the same place, same neighborhood. You could do it too. And that's all I want to show the girls. It doesn't have to be the same business. It doesn't have to be that you have to be into fashion. But I just want to teach the girls the whole business, like how it goes, how the game goes. Like whatever you want to do, you got to be ready to fight. Because that's what's going to deter you from being the successful person and the unsuccessful person. Right. Are you willing to keep trying? Are you willing to keep going? Because the more mistakes you make, is the better you become. If A lot you, of people if are you, afraid to fail. Yeah, but it's like, oh my God, that was me when I first started. But if you go in with an attitude like, I can't fail. I cannot. I can't. I did everything with my gut when I first started. I'm talking about like, it was like... I got to fight through this. I can't, I, I'm never the type that's open. I'm not really like a social, I am social, but I'm not openly social, right. like you're publicly. Out, you're out there, but yeah, you're on a like personal level, yeah, there. like putting myself out there is different. But this business made me become stronger in that area. I was, t I was never the type, okay? Never. You couldn't get me to give somebody my car. I was too afraid about what the girl was going to say if she was going to have access. I, I was, <laughs> I was that person. And, once I came, this business made, like, fought me to have to be a different way in order to run the business. But I cared so much about the business, it was like, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. I guess something like a new mom, mm -hmm. like, when you're, before you might not have done that. But now that you have a kid, you don't have no choice. You're not going to play around with what job you need. You're just going to get a job. You're not going to worry about where it's at. You need to pay your bills and you got to make sure your kid can eat. So it became that type of nature of, like, Second nature for me, like, oh, okay, I don't really like doing network events. Oh, oh but we won't speak today. <laughs> they put me on the thing. All right, speak. Like, this is just this is your time. This is your moment. Don't let it pass up. Because if you care, everything I did was with, this is the last time. Or I have to win. I can't lose. So I did everything passionately and quickly and made sure it was on point so that I didn't feel like I lost. Like, oh, damn, I lose. Like, it's certain situations in where I failed, but it wasn't publicly. It might have been, like, an L I took silently mm -hmm. or within, like, things I had went through. I had to learn, like, finances and things like such as that. Because, Mama, I told you, survivor's mode is a, it's a mother. Right. 
You just got to pay your bills. So there is no, oh, hey, do you have a budget? <laughs> budget. Right, right. <laughs> like, when you first sign out, it's a budget. You just, a the number next with check. Zeros? Let me figure I'm on it. Thank you so much. <laughs> right. Let's let's get to work. It's, it's different. <laughs> like, it's, and that's what I want to teach the girls growing up now. It's like, I wish I would have done certain things then from now right. because I didn't have that accessibility to ask someone or to be like, hey, do you know this? You know, now they have so many different outlets for, you know, for young people. It's out of this world. Even for older people, it's just you got to go out and get it. But back then when I started my business and I was one of the first people doing this, like this custom world stuff. Like I'm, so when we was doing it in our time, they didn't have all these different millions of businesses on Instagram. They didn't have a business Instagram. It was just personal. You you didn't have any of these things that access to any of these, you know, things that they have now and YouTube. That wasn't really big, big at the time when I started. It was just like, oh, it's around, but it's not. It wasn't like a tool. Yeah, it wasn't a major tool that you can use for your business right now and marketing and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I would say, like I said, um, with having these tools now, I'm even adjusting and learning new stuff as well to keep up with the, you know, times. But you want TikTok? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, back then from now, it's like I just for the girls, I, I just really wish everybody well, and they have to be so careful because now, because it is such a business, it's a business within a business now, just helping people with their business. Right. So it's like, oh, be careful because. People will make it their business to take your money and not give you no business, if you get what I'm saying. I know it's kind of tricky, but what I'm trying to say is basically you will invest your money, your hard-earned money, in somebody that's supposed to be helping you with your business or getting you in order, and you'll be a guinea pig to them, and they're not really know what they're doing. They're trying it out with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go and spend your $2,000, $1,000 for whatever lessons or whatever class or this $200 thing you do and you don't receive what you need from it or exactly. you're not even being taught half of what you're supposed to be is dragged out. They tell you about 10 things that you could have found on YouTube or on the, <laughs> on the internet somewhere and they're like, okay, yeah, so, you know, thank you for your services. And if people have a bad taste in their mouth and they feel like, oh my God, you know, I lost all this money. I thought that this person could help me and, and I, you know, I paid this to take the classes and because we're all hopeless and some people take advantage of the fact that you are hopeless and you don't understand business exactly so my biggest thing for the girls coming up is to just try to start take your time do your research and invest in yourself but not in that way make sure you are fully informed and you gain all and gather all the information you need before you start anything because there's people out here that's they coming yeah, yeah. Because if it. you don't have a plan and you don't know where you're going, they're going to know where they're going. Right. Exactly. I see a lot of that, especially now, like just a lot of different ways people are doing this. Like, I mean, people, if they could use God or the Lord, they would do it too. I mean, I'm serious. There is no, yeah. there's no barriers. There's no lines. Every line is crossed. We live there's in that no, type of world. Nothing that type sacred, of, so to speak. It is. It, man. If you, they were still from your grandmother, okay? <laughs> oh, you want a business, grandma? Okay, cool. Let me line you up. Like, Just sign right here. There is a sign on the dollar. Like, right, right, there's right. no sense of, like, even morality anymore in this mm-hmm. world. So it's like you just got to make sure. Like, for me, I didn't know the business aspect, but I worked in the business as, that I was going into. So one thing I knew for sure is I knew how to sell because I was selling for a multi-million business. So if I could make... For them, $50,000 in two days, $50,000 for them in a month or whatever the case is, you know, making on a daily, every day, $4,000 for them. 
how does that go? I definitely could do this for myself, my own business. I just implemented what I learned from the company, what I learned from their rent, and put it into my brand and my business. Right. Um, at first, I used to be bitter. Uh, I would say the first year or two when I was starting my business, I was very bitter in the sense of this disappointment. Um, I worked for this brand, worked really, really hard, and the reason of letting me go wasn't enough. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, this was planned and plotted, but it happens. However, do I? Re- I don't regret anything. I'm happy that occurred because then God wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to see who I could be as my full potential today here. I've touched money that's actually mine. I would have never been able to to touch $20,000 and it be my money. Like it would it, it would always be in a register. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, someone else's and to really know what I could even my capabilities and what I can do myself without knowing half of the information all these people know. And being in the top schools and being graduated with the, the highest education. And I feel like, wow, for a girl that grew up in Brooklyn and went to school at Fashion Industries, <laughs> graduated from there and did some college at City Tech. and did, you know, I've been to two different colleges, but I'm just saying just some college knowledge and just high school, I've, I've gotten a long way. Yeah. That's why I tell people it's not really necessarily the education of where you came from. It's what you do with the knowledge that you do have. Once you understand that, you can keep teaching yourself. Right. But it's it's not to take for granted that the information is there. You know? Yeah. No, 100%. So. Now, speaking of that, so, um, you know, I mean, you know, we're both born and raised in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, overall, what would you say, like, New York is so important to us, right? Mm-hmm. Not just in the sense of where we live, but, like, how how we kind of see our world view. You know what I'm saying? Like, New York is yeah, it's the capital of the world, but even on just, like, a local scale, how do you feel that New York... Like, could you have done this anywhere else? Let's say that. Like, what is, what is, the, what, what is the power that New York has when it comes to just fueling your business or just fueling your brand or just fueling you? You know what I'm saying? Like, New York is such a unique place. Like, how has New York affected you personally and and business wise and how is it all just tied together like why why is new york so important to your story new york is important to me because it's not i would rather say does it have to be new york because well, I, I mean i, I it, really what, make it it's not it's not, just the, it's not just a physical i mean I, okay so new york, Brooklyn, right. it's not just a physical place but what it represents yeah, oh new york is the capital of fashion no doubt I feel like could I get the type of money that I get anywhere else? Probably not. Um, potential places, yeah, because I've also thought about extending myself to Atlanta because it's become, through time and TV, <laughs> an, another place where it's kind of like a little New York as well, where, where it's yeah. parties and social yeah, stuff and that idea. type of culture and environment. So there is, you know things that could occur there or, you know, events now. There's a purpose to get dressed. You know what I mean? Before it wasn't like that in the South or over there in Atlanta. Right. So um, that is a place I was looking into. But New York is what I chose and why I feel like it's best for this type of business or me even starting. I don't think I would be as big as I am if I wasn't in, if I was anywhere else, I would say. Um, because certain other environments, it would have, I would be good if it was online based, mm-hmm. but not to where like it's custom and how I started, where you're coming in to have to meet me and get addressed because those environments, they don't go out often. And just New York has a different swag. Like, 
New York has always been a city that, like, the birth of everything, that culture, fashion, all the fads, all the style. I'm talking about from back in the days when my mother was young. And she had the door-knocking earrings with the A-ball jet, like, all that. That the Vansons and the leathers, just the Pelly Pelly. My father having on a car canal velour sweatsuit with the one leg up with the Timberlands. Like, that is a culture. It's the way of life. It's only New York. Like, the fitties with your Tims. Like, those are statements that's just New York only. People laugh at us. They make jokes and stuff all the time. But we start the trends of what you're supposed to wear. <laughs> like, it's just a thing with us. It's Fashion has always been, most of the time it's in urban areas. But fashion has always been, street fashion or streetwear, I would say, ready to wear, has always been about the neighborhoods that's like Brooklyn and Queens and Harlem. You know what I mean? Like, people dress. Like, we are known for that. It's not... You You couldn't go somewhere... Like, your fit defines who you are. Honestly. Before you even open your mouth, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like... New York is like... Your, your outfit is your code of, who, like, what set you come from. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, almost like, oh, okay, um, she wearing this? Oh, all right, she one of those. Like, you almost kind of, like, get defined by your clothing and what you choose to wear. Like, whether you the preppy guy or, like, if you came with a cardigan, you had a button down, but you had on, like, a Kanye Louis Vuitton book bag or something with yeah. like, the duffel and that type of stuff. I was like, oh, okay, he's, like, that prep guy, like, the Soho type of, you know what I mean? Like, mm. people identify you with your style. It's weird, but that's what we use to kind of, it's always been a thing in our, I would say, our culture and our environment. I'm always going with the culture because I always want to know what we like, what's hot, what's in the clubs, what we wear into the parties, how we wear and stuff because the thing is we don't have, that's where it comes from, not having things or not, that's why we're so damn creative, to be honest, is because it's like, dang, I don't have it to really get this $4,000 dress that I seen on Louis Vuitton or I saw at Fendi, but... I could do this with this and wear it this way and get some gloves and so we always had to compensate with other stuff you know what i mean to right, right, right. to make up for the stuff that we can't have or maybe you can't afford so it's like even right now that's why fast fashion brands are winning mm-hmm. like fashion nova speaking but- of do you know that they have a fashion nova <laughs> store on 34th street they have an actual physical like my homegirl sent me a picture of the actual like a fashion nova like store you're lying. Like, de- like yo, dead ass. It was no, only one store, and that was in California. So they nah. opened up in New York? I, I, well, as I said, like, she sent me a picture. She was in the city around 34th, around Madison Square Can Garden. Can I tell you something? You know what Fashion Nova is? Fashion Nova is Lady Dr. J's. I mean, we all know this. We all know what what Fashion Nova is. And Brooklyn, USA. That is what Fashion Nova is. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, we all know what I mean, Fashion really, Nova is. I mean, really, it's the but... same thing that's in those stores. But they just have way better branding because they use a celebrity face. Yeah, look, that's real. And oh my God, they really started a fashion over store. I mean, and and in essence, it's not Is a it major the same surprise. Pricing as the oh, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, she said that she saw it, and then she Get saw it in the city. Ow. And everyone that she, like the moment she posted the picture, everyone was like, "Yo, where, what, how, whoa, da 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 da." You see what I'm saying? You because, see what I'm saying? I mean, it, okay, that's and, gonna be. And this is honestly, Fashion Nova has knocked Forever Twenty One out the freaking box. Oh yeah, yeah, thousand percent. Out the box, thousand and you know percent. why? They're marketing. The thing with business, like people say, okay, so in fashion, fashion is different from hair, makeup, etc. You could kumbaya and be together. Fashion has always been a competitive business mm-hmm. because it's about who markets better 
or who's doing or using cool new ways to factor and market their brand. Right. And from years, it's been like that. Donna Karen, um, Calvin Klein, all those brands for the longest always have been, if you realize, it's like, it's always a year one brand is like the it brand. Mm. And then the next year, it's another brand. Like, and they become cool. And it's just literally through marketing and like whatever rapper is, is preaching about that brand at the moment. Like yeah. Dior. Dior has been around forever. They've always had dope stuff. Exactly. But now you see people that's knowing about it now. We're seeing because it because we push the, the marketing. Culture. But what is it though? It's the culture. If right. the we culture are behind it, it's going brand. to usually... Yeah. But that's the thing. A lot of these brands in the past did not really like that. They didn't want us well, that wasn't their intention. Their company. That, that wasn't their intention. Right, that wasn't their intention. But once, you know, but our culture But they realized that our culture is um, the highest consumer and is trillions right. of dollars within our dollar and their brands. So now it's like, oh, well, we know who our consumer is. This is who we need to cater to. So what are we going to do? We're going to do marketing with them in there. We're going to do, we're going to start putting more black faces in the, in the mm-hmm. ads. Mm-hmm. We're going to start including them because this is people who are wearing it. But then at some cost, they, some of them lost their other clientele. They lose some of their other clientele because right. it's like, there are people who feel like they are superior and it's like, mm, I don't want stuff right. that these people were wearing on a regular. Because you know lux- I mean? like, luxury, luxury, it separates yeah. you from the the other class. Yeah, the luxury. Or it's itself. all about, actually, see, that's another thing I want to talk about. Within fashion, people associate fashion with classism. Where you're at in life. I mean, but like, that's, I think that's but, historical though. It it is it is it's going from back and yeah, to yeah, now. Well, depending on your cloth dictates of if you are the peasant, right, <laughs> or right, if right. you are the king. Or the like, okay. poverty. <laughs> <And> exactly. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so it was. Yeah. That's why, though, if you realize, most black people, I would say, or urban minorities, period. That's why we actually fashion means so much to us because it's been conditioned to us from mm. years ago. That, oh, if we dress, if we might not have money, but if I look like it, right. it means something or I have some type of Stature, value. Class. Because I can't really have no property. They're not going to let me do that. They want to keep me here. So at least I can look good and and, and I can say I got on a Gucci belt. Right. You know? And that's garners, where it's It garners respect. It garners, like, notoriety. And, and yes, because and within your social class and your social class, some of the people look at you and be like, oh, he got on these sneakers. He got on the girls. You get more women. Certain women might look at you because the car you're driving, the shoes that's on your feet. It dictates how much money you have and how much you can spend on them. Right. This is something that's big. It's all around. It's like, that's why I said fashion. Now I get how it's way important because, like I said, like even at one point, people were saying, Oh, why does Michael Jordan charge all this money for his sneakers every year? Have people killing themselves over the sneaker, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, at actual retail price, Jordans are only two hundred dollars, one eighty yeah. or something like that, right? Two fifty at most. But after it's done, and you go to the store and it's sold out, then you got to pay the four hundred and four hundred fifty dollars. But those are what the retail are putting on top because they understand the value of what of you have made the sneaker to become. Right. People make the value of these. You things. made the people make the value go up, which is why you're so mad. But this. That's not his fault if you only made a certain amount of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be where he could have made a little more, knowing that people kill it. You know, but it's not his job. That's not his 
you know, yeah, if that's he's not in you, charge of that. Yeah, exactly. Like you gotta control yourself and make what's important for you in your life be what's important for you. But that's the same thing with me. Like I think at one point when I first started, the dresses was at a certain price point. I wasn't doing sequins like that. I was doing more so like spandex and you know more basic materials. So I was only charging like eighty dollars, hundred dollars. And then through time, I I started perfecting my skill and um stepping things up. You know. And um, my prices went up. I started doing gowns, though. Right, so right. gowns start at like anywhere from $700 and up, right? Custom-made gowns. Mm. You, so now that became, people were putting me as a classism as well. There was times where people would be like, oh, my God, you didn't post me. And I felt bad. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and it was just kind of <laughs> like casually, maybe I forgot, or it was a lot of business at the time. So right. we didn't have time to go back and call everybody and say, hey, did you send pictures? Or we might have bypassed the, the text message or something like that. But... They will feel awake because they didn't. Po- but I realized, oh shoot, people care that I post them. Yeah. Because I didn't never took a. I didn't even take notice to that. I just did it, and then that became why my business was also getting bigger because everybody wanted to be on the page. Correct. Like, oh, she has a lot of following. The magic of social media. You know yeah. In the past, it would be people like, yo, see- just take pictures of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out here. Like, people got. People didn't even want to be seen before, or like, oh no, don't post me. You know, like, but it, it was like now people were like, oh no, you didn't right. post me. I was like, oh okay, my bad. But, but it also shows a class of. I heard my friend said she was in a handsome mall. She heard girls talking, mm-hmm. and they were saying, oh yeah, but I heard her dresses cost seven hundred dollars. Like, yeah, I'm getting one. But I think see that associates with the class, and the people were like, oh, if you're able to afford a house to shave dress. Then that shows another value or your level of where you're at in your life. See what I'm oh saying? Oh my gosh, it's so mind blowing. Because okay, so we talk about how fashion equates to that luxury, it equates to like a level of stature and stuff like that. Yes. And you translate that whole facet of fashion and you throw it on social media, which is another huge mountain that dictates stature and and, mm-hmm. and status, and it just becomes one big, like huge pot, one huge mountain. So it's like you have this, you have a luxury brand, you have a luxury lifestyle brand that caters to women and how they feel and stuff like that. And then you pump that up with a big, a big pill of social media steroids. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like you are a Beyonce feeling, confidence driven person on social media where it's all fueled by likes and stuff like that. And that boosts your, it boosts your, um, brand value. Like it boosts your brand value, boosts your confidence, like is like a double dose. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So this is why probably the, those people at the time was like, girl, you didn't post me, da, 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 because they wanted that moment on social media where they could be like, yo, look at me. This is who I am. And now that confidence that we used to get back in the day where it's like, you go to school, it's like, oh, you fresh. Like, that's, that's like That now quadruple. equates to like. Yeah, yeah. That so equates now to like, it's like, quadruple on a larger yeah. scale. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like, oh, I saw you on such and such page. Like, oh, I saw you went to such and such for your dress. So right. Like, yeah, I didn't even realize that, but yes, like if you break it down, yeah, it ties, that's exactly it, ties, it. I remember like when I was younger, I bought my first pair of Jordans. I didn't even know it. I had no idea because <laughs> I had big feet, so it was like I didn't even think like how big it was until uh-huh. like I went out and I, I was like I used to go on a trip back then, and you know like my church group was like, "Yo, you got the new Jordans," da da da, and they were hyping me up, and I felt <laughs> I was confused, but I felt good at the same time. Like, I didn't know. I didn't understand the importance. The, the, the importance. Right. Of what I that was is. just like, yo, look, y'all. I just need a, a sneaker. This should fit. Like, no, seriously. Now, 
my little sister, she's in high school, 16. I'm trying to teach her the value of like, that's not important. But it's so hard because even years now, she, I'm out of school. She is in school. And she's like, yeah, because I'm about to get this Balenciaga, this, then this, this. And I'm like, what? At 16? You don't even have a job. So it's like, (laughs) I don't even have a pair of Balenciagas because I would never spend, I don't have that leisure of spending a thousand something dollars on a sneaker. Are you shitting me? Does it fly you? Can is it the Jetson? <laughs> I need Jetson editions. Like it gotta get me to work right, right. on foot. Like it, it walks itself. <laughs> it walks exactly. You. You like walk are you kidding me? So it's like, but she feels like, oh no, this is within. This is what exactly. makes certain people accept you. If you have these on, people treat you differently. People think you're cool. They put you in that box of category of, oh, you're the cool kid. Or, you know, you're part of exactly. that set or that set. So, so you feel fashion, a part of something. Social media. It's just like gangs. Influence. Yeah. It's just like gangs. Like blood and crap. Like that whole mm-hmm. gang thing. It's a gang in itself because it's like, oh, you're ch- if you don't, like for prom, oh my God. Like, so this year I've actually been trying to, um, I've been doing some research and I reached out to a few different schools to do business with them for um, career day and um, just to go speak to the actual counselors before prom season. Sure. I wanted to have that talk with the counselors because as a designer in my community in Brooklyn, I'm seeing a lot of girls like bullying. Like bullying mm-hmm. is bad. Mm-hmm. It's all over Facebook. Some people are crying. One girl is talking about killing herself. And I'm just like, prom has become, it's 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 not what it is. It's used not a to celebration. Be. Now it's yeah, a whole it's like, event. It's, the whole it's, it's, like a, it's like a Met Gala Jr. No, seriously. <laughs> and like, I, it, it was cute at first. Like, oh, you know, because it was calm. But now right. it's going to extremities, like it's extreme. And yeah. I feel like at this point, girls are feeling like they want to kill themselves if they don't get to get this dress. Remember- like, hey, mom, if you don't buy me this, right. I'm going to be so... And it's like, this is sad because what about the girls who can't afford that $1,000 dress of or the dress with the feathers? Or she can't even afford a custom dress. She has to go get one from a store. So now because she had to get something made or her grandmother made her dress, y'all going to tease her down right. or say she's a bum or she's dirty or she's... Remember back in this the day... This is terrible. Right, remember back in the day when we... Went to prom or whatever. We just got was, whatever we got. Exactly. And we was, had a ball. Right. We had we a ball. We were just excited for our parents not to be there. And we could dance and have exactly. some music. It's it didn't fun. matter what we were wearing. It was just like as long as it was together. The crazy thing is I made my prom dress in two days, okay? I made it in my, I finished it in the back of my father's car. I sold the diamonds on while I was in the car. While he was driving me to get whatever stuff I had to get. I was sewing the damn dress on together. And that's how unserious it was for us. Like, it wasn't this serious. It right, wasn't right, like, right. oh my God. Like, in but once again, with the advent of social media and this, that, the, stats, it's extreme. That, but it's like the parents, it's the control in the household first. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the a whole parents, bunch of things, yeah. For me, I felt like it's like, it's for you as an adult, as a parent to say, listen, I know you want to look good. And you, cause at the same time as a parent, you don't want your kid to be the one that has the corny dress and everybody's popping right, out. Right, right, You're right, going to feel like you failed as a parent. But at the same time, where do you, of course, where do you draw the line? It's so a, I said, you know what? Line. If the parents can't do it, it needs to be the schools. Right. Because... You should not be letting a girl into the school when she's naked. If you can see her coochie or of you course. can see any thigh or, or titty, she should not be allowed in the prom. Yes, so I go into the schools to have these talks to discuss and start a program. I mean, I, at some point, my homegirls, she's, we're setting something up to really get it as an actual movement. Mm-hmm. But we are trying to start a movement in which where there's, there's, there's rules to prom. You yeah, cannot yeah. come Bring with back. this. There's, like, you're not coming into the prom if you have this on. Bring I don't back. care how much money you spent on it. Right. There needs to be rules for this prom season, and I feel like we need to start putting them out now so that they understand, the and it needs to be standards because that whole thing with where people just brawl out naked, I've right. seen some crazy things, and it's unacceptable, and I will not let my community down. I, I'm going to right. fight to make sure that that's something right. that's set. In the, because, like I said, some people, there are 
there are children raising children too. Right. And there's some parents who just don't know anybody. And there's multiple influences. It's coming from TV. It's coming from yeah. Media, everyone look, but they want to look like, like the woman on Love and Hip Hop, right? Exactly. And they want to be a Jocelyn, the Cardi B, and I get it. But it's like there's an age appropriateness to all of that. Right. You could get the dumbed down version where it's covered. Exactly. And respectable. And still look the same. Or still be, you know what I mean? Like, but it trickles. It trickles. Just keep your innocence while you have it. It's like it's because it's gonna go in about three years. So Mm -hmm. hold on to that little moment. You know, just. You still chill. be cute. You still be good. Exactly, because the next up. year at the prom, these same girls on Facebook be writing about how old oh, dudes ain't. I've heard, I've heard it all, and right. it's like because of how you presented yourself. But it's no one teaching these girls to tell them how to be to actually attract that good stuff, and it's no one teaching the young boys how to have manners. It's like right. they. So it, it's another generation of failure because it's like. When are the adults going to start stepping up and stepping saying up. something? Is this the era where we just shut up because it's not our kid? Or right. is this the era where we don't say nothing because, hey, well, it's not my child? Like, no. If you see your child's hanging out with somebody that's so you could say something, but then you, listen, this person don't have them right. <laughs> or you explain to them yeah, yeah. what it is and what's going to happen. Like, listen, you're going to have decisions right. to make. You can make A or B. But I'm telling you the outcomes of A and the outcomes of B. And you make your decision as you please. But this is what happens when this happens. So if you want that type of ending, cool. But this is what it comes with. But, like, girls don't understand. These people getting snatched up. Yeah. They are snatching these our kids off the street with no hesitation like this girl's getting snatched this girl's getting raped it's with this whole even r kelly thing with that's going on not to bring mm-hmm. that up but a lot of these young girls were like young and they're 16 15 but it's mm-hmm. like they didn't know any better but these type of girls you're leaving that open space for being naked that, yes a grown man is going to look at you they're not you it's like yes the men should know better but you're not making it easy neither because these girls they also i was a teenager that looked grown for my age Mm -hmm. i looked like a grown woman okay and a lot of these girls they look like grown women they look growner than what i look like because i didn't wear makeup and i didn't have weave when i was younger only for special occasions like a prom or something like that yes i get some tracks but now these girls have full-blown wigs like how I have one. They're wearing full-blown makeup to school every day. And ultimately, it's not the girl's fault in a sense. But I'm not at saying the it's the girl's fault. No, 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 no. Fault, I mean, there has, to be, like, there has to be both sides of responsibility. Yes, yeah, like, at what do we, like, how are we saving a girl? Like, what are you teaching well, them? Like, they look yeah. like grown women. And then you have girls lying about their age because it's cool to be older or to date an older guy. That's been going on for years. Yeah. But where do we stop the habits and where do we take control? You, If she was at prom with her poom poom out and her chest is out... At, and then a guy, older guy coming, and you want to yell at the older guy for approaching her. It's like your child, right. people, I mean, it's something in the meat. The it's, kids don't look the same. It's unfortunately a it's double-edged not, sword. It's a, it, I, it is. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately. You yeah, know, but I'm not saying it's okay for the guys as well. Because yeah, no, there's no, no. Like I said, also, the men should be saving the girls. Mm-hmm. Where are the fathers? Where are the father figures that say, yo, no, my daughter's not going out like that. You're exactly. not wearing that. Because yeah. that's what that tells me. When I seen the level of how many girls last year, like I could have had almost... 150 clients, but mm-hmm. about 50 of them didn't follow suit with business because I didn't want to do a see-through dress, fully see-through dress, right? Like about 50, 60 of them, right? And I was just like, wow. So they didn't come back because they didn't want to wear lining. Like, are you right, sick? Right, right. But whatever, to each his own, they went to other people. But I just felt like, damn, that's so many absent men. Like, in a lot of these young girls' lives, they don't have that father figure or someone there right. because it's no way y'all could have had a dad around and they okay you yeah, having a, a fully way. shared dress where I could see everything. Right. You're not grown. Why are we showing even your panty line where your 
Like anything like that is enticing. Like at any age, I'm just saying like you're egging it on. Even if I wasn't looking at that, it's like, whoa, it, it, it's right here in my face. You're like and, selling and, it to me technically. And, so, and in some cases, I don't even think women or girls at that age even understand why they want to look that way. You know what I'm saying? Once again, they're emulating things no, that they No, they know. See. They know. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know why? Because like, again, social media with the likes, I'm not going to hold you. I seen for myself last year, my girls, they did very good. My mm. girls did good. They got clothes, dresses, they were covered, fully lined, and they did not get the same love that the girls got that was naked. Right, that and was it's because, exactly. Us. So all the girls that was Nestle naked, they got maybe close to the same. Like, even my girls who did go viral that had fully, like, you know, clothes on, it still wasn't the amount of likes or the type of attention that the girls got that mm-hmm. was half naked. Gotcha. And you're seeing it. You're seeing and it. And I'm seeing it consistently. So it's like we're we're okaying the behavior by yesing down these pictures. Exactly. We are needing like yes, and nobody's saying no. Right, right. <laughs> Where's right. your clothes? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sis, come on. Like, no one's saying that because that's what we're feeding. If everybody was to go on the damn like, no, this is not a, this is not appropriate, sis. You need to put clothes on. She will feel like this is wrong. I shouldn't have done this, and right, you will right. be upset. And you will be embarrassed. And reconsider. And you will reconsider. Your decisions and what you feel is okay, right. but what do we do? We don't. We are okay. We're, we're feeding the bad habit. Well, I like the fact. I mean, just to bring it around full circle, because I mean, obviously, as we can see, just just fashion or just looks or appearance alone ripples into so much. It does. Right? It does. But I like it the does. fact, just to bring it back to your brand and what you're doing. I like the fact that you're kind of, you know, you're trying to breaking down those stigmas of like, you know, how a young lady should look. And rebuilding it in a new in a new sense, kind of just bring it back to a, a sense of like, um, you know, morale not even just morality, but bringing it back to a sense of like simplicity, and and elegance, and something that you know they can be proud of without having to show too much. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I like the I like the fact that you have that as an initiative to kind of bring that level of modesty back. You know what I'm saying? And modesty doesn't have to be a bad word. Like. Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of flack about it, too, of because course. there was some girls that I found out that didn't even like me, even other people who sold that had a problem with me because they felt like when I said I don't make naked dresses or see through dresses, mm. I was, like, shaming shaming or, them yeah, or the people yeah. who do do it. Which is not and necessarily I said, the case. I said, that's not necessarily the case. I'm just saying I don't choose to do that. If that's what you're going to do, that's cool, but I don't think you under, fully understand what you're being a part of. Right, right. You know what I mean? And what you're creating or starting and being a part of, like, that's not something that helps our community. But if that's what you choose to do, then that's on you. It, yeah. It, it wasn't personal. I didn't say yeah. no names. I didn't say anything right. like that. I just said, this is what I don't choose to do because it's not okay. But if you feel like that's you, what you want to do and right. you want to make those type of dresses, that's your choice. Yeah. You understand? They, I'm just helping. Standards. That's what I'm I'm just helping you understand and see how that affects. Mm-hmm. your community on a deeper scale because people don't think that deep anymore. They think it's just white. It's not that serious. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. one day. It's just a dress. Yeah, whatever. like, and I'm just, you know, we take life like that very often and look how things, we got Trump for president. Like, things is going on. We're about to <laughs> almost be in war. Like, it's like, no, you shouldn't take things so lightly sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? You gotta take a stance on and I like the fact that you're doing and that. I mean, I'm brand. doing that personally but like I said, I always, if that's what you want, I said, oh, sis, you could do it. I can refer you to a few people. But that's not just what I choose to do because it's not like, like I said, it's nothing to those girls who do. Because I said, like I told you, people was upset with me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, she, you heard her. She said she's not making see-through dresses or this is not appropriate and took negative out of it instead of taking 
I, I didn't, of, yeah, like, and, and it wasn't for you. Don't put the shoe on if it's not for you. You know yeah. what I mean? If it don't fit, what you putting your foot in for? Right. So it was really just a statement that I made to, I'm actually, I'm glad I'm being interviewed to be able to express this because it did cause a lot of issues. Like, I guess I have people that felt the way it was like, oh yeah, that girl, she always, and it's like, that's what I, I took that risk of even doing that, standing out from no, all my peers yeah, because they do do it. And yeah. I'm not knocking my friends, but I have friends who still make dresses like that. That's not taken from right. them, but that's just something I just choose yeah. not to do because I mean, that's what I choose to do. And if it if it means I have to take a less dresses so or people don't come see me, then so be it. But I'd rather take that stand your, yeah. and stick to some type of moral or principle of my own and put that into my nature. You know what I mean? Like, cause so many people, this is a world where like most people just want to be other people. They don't want to be themselves. Nobody yeah. wants to actually say how they really feel because if they do, they're not gonna be accepted. Or oh, you're there now. Or that's how. You, and I, I personally just always been the type that always did everything that made people satisfied and happy. And I just, at this age of my life and just this, my stage, I want to do what I feel is right for my heart and what I feel like God sent me to do. So I'm just living out my fullest potential of being great. And that's part of what my morals and principles are, what I live by. And that's just what I feel is appropriate. It's a time in the a, in a age appropriateness for everything in life. And I feel like I'm not going to let the world or life consume in this social, you know, standards be what takes away from the my people. You know what I mean? Period. Like, no, at 13, 12, 12 years old, you should not have on a crop top. Like, I don't care. It's just certain things right, certain that things I feel like is not really okay. Okay. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's an age barrier. Even how I was raised, you couldn't get tips until you turned this. You even appreciate life more. If you just give the kids everything, they're going to feel like they, they 30 at the age of 18 because they didn't done it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, giving them something to look forward to to feel good about like oh oh my god i'm 17 i can get my ears pierced like i remember that these kids don't because at 14 they're allowed to do everything like i couldn't go to the the movies by myself i had to be chaperoned at 14 15 or 16 now they're able to just go like oh yeah just go and then when they get into all these things that happen and all this stuff you're wondering when and where did it occur and it's like you just kind of gave your kids to the world and social like (laughs) media and that's when all those other things start happening. But I mean, I'm not telling people how to raise their children. I'm not a mom of my own, so I don't know. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. All I'm saying is that I do have principles and I would like to implement that within my life and my business. I don't want it to be where, oh, behind closed doors, I'm this person and I have these principles and I'm saying I'm that. And then in business, I'm like, oh, it's you know, forget it. It's no, it's up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Cause that's like selling your soul technically. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and then that's going to also just confuse my audience. Cause they're going to, they're going to say, how she say this, but then you're doing this or you're, sis- <laughs> you know what I mean? This yeah, person's yeah, yeah. wearing that and you're doing that. It just doesn't tie in. So I like to be myself two, four, seven. <laughs> so that there is no misconception or who I am or my character or, you know, any of the above. And at the end of the day, I mean, just to kind of wrap up, but at the end of the day, and most people, you know, in this type of business should realize this, that you are your brand, right? You represent what you're putting out there into the world. You represent the, the looks, you represent the confidence, you represent the, the, the conversation, you represent all those things. So you have to stand by these principles that you've established for your business. And I think if anything, I don't know if you have this on your website, but you should probably have like 
this is a section talking about just basic principles as it pertains to the house of shade that you want to that you want your customers to kind of represent right you know what i'm saying like that's yeah something that, i mean it is big shoes to be an out of shape person but it's like it's i feel like like i said all of us i think people don't understand their true heights of importance and purpose like mm-hmm. people just do things now like because it's right. the thing to do or it makes money because we live in a world of capitalism right, right of everything is all capitalizing on something that's what we build off of in america unfortunately mm-hmm. so with that people lose their stuff and lose their soul so it's like at what point at what point do you tell yourself oh you know like i this is what i stand for this is what mm-hmm. i want to do and you know doing it with a heart with anything that i feel like people anything that you do that has a heart in it and is pumping is going to be successful a lot of people have a lot of things they do but it's like for what what's your what's your why and that's why businesses don't really flourish because there's no why factor like why are you doing this like what is the connection what made you want to start a boutique like mm-hmm. so you just up and said oh everyone's doing it let me go get a vendor yeah, yeah, and fun. let me start doing right, this right. and just start selling oh, this is cute. and then now <laughs> i'm going out so let me just take pictures because i like to take pictures and just boom i'm selling this yeah you could get two of these for me because i got no like those things don't never ever last that long you could mm-hmm. do it because maybe this part of your life you're going through this type of trend or <laughs> you know experience but it, it's not going to truly last long because it doesn't have a heart like right. I feel like anything you do, do it with heart and passion, and it, it shouldn't be a job. It should just come natural. And um, I learned that for some friends I grew up with. Like they, they were taught different. My friends I went to school with, um, they, you know, I have some different, you know, Caucasian friends, mixed friends, Chinese, a lot of different. I'm, I've been around a diverse environment. Um, in high school, growing up, I mean, junior high school as well, and I, their way of what they learned taught me how to think beyond this. Because in my my family, period. I'm the first to be an entrepreneur at this level, mm-hmm. like to start off a business and really just be living off of my business. Um, no one before me in my immediate family has done that. Um, they've worked blue collar, you know, white collar jobs, blue collar yeah. jobs, stuff like that, but um, never to this extent. So it was very hard even conditioning them to understand this. And um, it was my duty and my diligence to get this really good to the point where I've mastered it. So now they can respect and understand it and teach them to maybe you know, whatever they're passionate about to live in, you know, live out and start taking the steps and the baby steps towards it. Um, it's a hard, tough pill to take because, yeah. boy, is it a big responsibility. But it feels good to be the first to be able to do that. But that's why I feel obligated to have to make it and have to succeed, even though people probably feel like, oh, she already succeeded. It's no, it's beyond this. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just want my family to be able to see that you can do it. Like, you can be of your own so don't let somebody or a piece of paper tell you where you're at in life or where you're going to be or who you're going to be because a diploma and um all these college degrees you can have you could still end up with nothing yeah so it's like you got to teach yourself once you get that knowledge you use it for you you don't use that paper to go work like if you're a person going for a master's you're specializing something then that's different because you're Mm -hmm. specializing you have a specialist job but for the others who just kind of floaters and not really sure you whatever you like do it with what you just got that you just paid all this money you're in debt for you know fifty thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars 
whatever it is you want to do, just you might as well wing it now. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Better on yourself first before somebody else because you ain't going to let yourself fall because you're not going to want to be in no more debt than what you already are. Gotcha. But if you're working to just pay off that, it's like there's no guarantee neither. You'll be even more sick if you found out that at the end of the road, that is like the end of the road. You would be devastated. <laughs> like there is no nothing. So it's nothing that I thought. Are you, are you serious? You would be going crazy. Like wow, I spent all of my life being the best of the best at this company for this, and then this is what I'm left with. Right. So you're telling me there's no stuff. There's no four hundred one k. There's no. You know, I'm just stuff like that. Just period. You be you be hurt to find that out and have to start your life over again, and it's like. I feel like we shouldn't give someone else that much control over our lives. Like, you could do that. Go to work, sure, yeah. But also have something working on yourself, whatever it is you want to do. Like, just keep investing in you, though, while you're doing whatever you're doing. You get what I'm saying? I feel like I I didn't learn that. I didn't know that when I was growing up. I thought, oh, if I be the best worker I can be, and I, I master all of this, and I know how to sell on every floor, and I know this, and I know how to manage, and I know the scheduling, I'm going to be the greatest, and they're going to have to give me that promotion. I did that and still didn't get that damn promotion. As a matter of fact, they actually made me train everybody, all the new people, and then let me go. Right, right. It right. gave the girl, the last person I had to train, the job that I wanted. Yeah, so that's why I say I, I I was just trying to be the best, trying to be the best, trying to be the best, right. trying to be this, trying to be this person, trying to be this person, not realizing, dang, like it, it, it's not even worth doing all that. You do all of that and still you, you might hit a rock. But I can't be devastated or upset at that. Right. I because... should have been always looking for something next. Like, what's my next step? Right. I should have always been having some type of bounce back or something else, not just depending on that. Right. Because fast forward, look where you are now. House of Shay. Uh-huh. Exactly. Full circle. That House of Shay. Full circle. We got a lifestyle brand. I'm about to be the next, the next brand. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, you got to take a chance on yourself. I just, for me, it's about life. It's about taking chances and just, you know, each day perfecting a better version of yourself, a better version of your brand, and moving forward. Like, I don't think you should really harp too much into it. It's supposed to be a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, having fun. And just easy going and smoothing. You're going to be stressed, but it should still be fun. <laughs> right. Well, you make it look good, girl. So right well, this conversation has gone over the place, which I'm so happy about. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you know, I've gotten to learn more through this conversation and just, you know, how you think and how you move. And I really appreciate you and just appreciate sitting down and talking to you like this. Like, I mean, it was just a, like a real cool conversation and just kind of like, you know, it's for you. It's more than just just your brand. It's about you and how you reflect to everybody that you touch. So that's really dope. So thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Minutes Heard. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow or subscribe to Minute Mid New York on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube.